May our heroes rest in peace. May God bless the families they leave behind. May God watch over the officers protecting the streets and communities today. And may God bless the United States of America. In New Mexico, a mother and her four children pack their bags for an early morning flight. It's been just over a year since her husband, a patrolman with the New Mexico State Police, was shot and killed in line of duty. She's heading to the nation's capital to attend a series of memorial services and workshops. Each is carefully designed to not only memorialize her loved one, but also help her cope with her loss and hopefully find closure in a seemingly endless nightmare that replays in her mind each and every time she closes her eyes at night. She is not alone. Families from every state and U.S. territory prepare for this same journey. There are the wives and husbands, mothers and fathers, sons and daughters, brothers and sisters, friends and partners. Each are struggling with the senseless loss of their loved ones and desperately hoping that this journey will help them make sense of the senseless. The next morning, a tractor trailer arrives on the west front of the United States Capitol. Two men hop out, walk to the back of the truck and open the doors. They begin unloading chairs, thousands of them, some white, some blue, some red, a layout painstakingly developed by dedicated volunteers. That same morning before her and her children leave for the airport, she's filled with competing emotions. But as she cries alone, she hears her children coming down the stairs with their bags. She wipes the tears, turns off the light and heads out the door. A few hours later, as they begin boarding their plane, at our nation's capital, work crews begin erecting stages, installing sound systems, railings, and security perimeters for the annual Fraternal Order of Police National Peace Officers Memorial Service, which is only days away. She and her children arrive in Washington, as do hundreds of families who she will share her grief with, for their loved ones have fallen too. It is their nightmare as well, and together they will find ways to cope with their emptiness. As they begin this experience, they sit in a room with other surviving families and cry, laugh, talk, and listen. They attend workshops put on by others who understand their pain firsthand. A little downtime between workshops and gatherings, she rounds up her children and joins others head over to the National Peace Officers Memorial. This solemn three-acre park is a special place. Here, their loved ones' names are forever engraved on the walls. It is here where these heroes will take their rightful place of honor among the names of 22,000 fallen law enforcement officers who gave their last full measure in the service of others. Any other time of the year at this memorial, you'll find a beautiful tribute that ensures that no name of a fallen hero is ever forgotten. You feel the magnitude of the importance of all those names collectively. How one officer loss adds up to be so many. But this is National Police Week, and as strange as it sounds, the memorial comes to life. Names become faces and stories. A husband, a wife, a parent, a mother, a father, a child, a partner, a best friend. You see parts of their lives, and this is when the events of the National Police Week touch a deeper place in your soul. As dusk approaches, she and her new friends, forever bonded by their loss, board a bus for a short ride to the National Mall, where a somber candlelight vigil begins. What they see when they arrive is humbling. There are already tens of thousands of people in attendance. 
They have traveled from across the country to join them, the surviving families, in honoring their loved ones. As the sunlight fades, the names of each of their officers is read out loud. Tens of thousands of candles are lit and raised in honor of the fallen loved ones. She is overwhelmed by the support of thousands of strangers who share their remembrance, their healing, and their sorrow. As the early morning light appears across town at the nation's capital, the site begins to take shape. Several thousand white chairs are set up directly in front of a stage bearing the presidential seal. An even larger number of blue and red chairs flank on each side. To the rear, volunteers begin roping off large standing areas, while others set up tents for entrance for security and checkpoints. A few blocks to the west, a handful of runners complete their journey from Philadelphia to the Peace Officers Memorial in honor of their fallen. Just north, bicyclists and motorcyclists turn onto Florida Avenue for the final stretch of their honor ride. Back at the Capitol, a small army of volunteers go down their list, come tired and frustrated with the last minute changes in budget constraints. Yet, in the background, a sound of taps can faintly be heard from the bugler practicing in the shade. This somber sound is occasionally drowned out by the bellowing of bagpipes practicing amazing grace by a group determined that every note will be perfect. Police honor guard teams from hundreds of agencies, from the largest to the smallest, practice under the sometimes brutal mid-spring sun to ensure that every step and turn occurs with pinpoint precision. The sights and sounds of so many remind these volunteers why their work is so important. The morning of May 15th, the surviving families begin to board buses headed for the nation's capital. Escorted by what seems like miles of motorcycle officers, they cross the bridge over the Potomac River and enter the district. Driving alongside the National Mall, they pass one memorial after another, each one dedicated to American heroes. They are proud knowing that their loved ones are among those heroes. The bus enters the Capitol complex and families of the fallen begin to disembark. As they make their way to their seats, thousands of uniform officers stand side by side creating a corridor of honor leading to the white chairs. Ask any volunteer why they give their all for this service. Ask any FOP member why they spend a large portion of their dues for this service. Ask corporate sponsors why they contribute to this solemn service. Ask those who travel near and far to attend this service. They will all articulate their reasons differently, but in each of their messages, they will share one underlining theme. It's all about the white chairs. For each one of those white chairs represents a hero that has fallen, and equally important, heroes that must carry on. Their lives have been forever changed, and through the efforts of so many, they know that they're not alone. For we never forget our fallen, in the contributions that they have made and their families have made and will continue to make. We will never let them walk alone. When the days grow long, the temperatures rise and the site preparation work seems endless, remember, it's all about the white chairs. When you're running, 
or cycling to the memorial in honor of our fallen, remember, it's all about the white chairs. When you arrive at the service and can't get the view of the stage that you like, remember, it's all about the white chairs. When there isn't enough seating to accommodate attendees, remember, it's all about the white chairs. When the service extends longer than expected because the President of the United States takes time to ask survivors to tell them about their loved one, remember, it's all about the white chairs. When egos get bruised and tempers flare because the task seems overwhelming and thankless at times, remember, it's all about the white chairs. When participating in the evening parties and gatherings and the celebrations of life, remember, it's all about the white chairs. As long as there is a need for white chairs to be set up on the lawn of the nation's capital on May 15th to remember and honor our fallen, our work is not done. Never should we lose sight of the reason we do what we must all do, which is remember and honor. Take pride in your efforts. For the Fraternal Order of Police National Peace Officers Memorial Service doesn't just happen. It has evolved out of our respect and admiration for those who gave far more than we have. We must never let them walk alone.